This episode of Homeschooling in Real Life is brought to you by K12.com and our good friends over at Caroline's Coffee. This is Homeschooling in Real Life. Welcome to the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. Join your hosts as they dive into difficult topics that you might not find covered at your local homeschooling convention. Veteran homeschooling parents Andy and Kendra Fletcher use humor, honesty, and grace to discuss just what it looks like to homeschool in real life. Hey, Hula Girl. Hey. You know who that was, don't you? Of course. The great Jimmy Buffett. Singing Hula Girl at heart, and that's because this is the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast, episode 118, Homeschooling in Hawaii. Aloha. Aloha, Kendra. Well, um, we have a wonderful show with Mm -hmm. some great friends that live in Hawaii. They're going to talk to us about homeschooling and what makes it unique on the islands. Yeah. Uh, This is part of a suite. We've done homeschooling in New York City. We've done homeschooling anywhere else. Have we done any other ones? Yes, we did homeschooling in Alaska. That's right. We did homeschooling in Alaska, New York City, and now Hawaii. And we have others coming. We have some international ones coming. Yes. That I think will be interesting. But uh, yeah, so great show. But before we get there, let me tell you, homeschooling in real life listeners, just because I don't want to be in a delivery room when my children are born doesn't mean you need to throw me under the bus on Facebook and emails and Twitter feeds and everything like that. Man, for the last so couple funny. weeks, people have been like, Fletch, you need to be there. Well, A, we're not having any more children. Okay. Yes. So we're, there is no delivery room you know, future. Right. And uh, I was there. That's the thing. I was in the delivery room. I was just taking pictures rather than like holding you and talking you through transitions and contractions. You're already, I can tell you, you're very uncomfortable talking about this. No, I just, I just didn't need to be, I was, I'm, I was right. I was right. I shouldn't be there. You should have people there who know what you're going through. Okay. That's what it is. That's right. exactly what it is. Okay. You know what? When I have to have a kidney stone uh, peed out of my body, I want to have someone who's had a kidney stone out of their body going, me, hey, you're going to make it. Dude. I have, I'll be there for you. Right. Okay. So there you go. <laughs> So that's kind of what I was saying. Um, you sound raspy today. What's going on with you? Uh, I think um, I think we've talked about this on a previous episode, probably at the same time of year. But it is almond uh, harvest, harvest yeah. season right now here, and um, my poor little lungs cannot take it. So yeah, if, sorry. If you want to, if you want to know why, go on the YouTube's and look up almond harvesting. Yeah, and you'll see these big shaking machines that mm. shake the trees. The almonds drop, then they sweep the almonds into piles, and then they scoop them up. And that creates a low-level dust cloud over the entire Central Valley of California. Yeah, in fact, we have along our roads here, because we're surrounded by all these orchards, they'll put out little sandwich board signs on the road that says, low visibility ahead. And they're not kidding. No, you (laughs) You disappear in a cloud of dust. So think of these huge dust storms you see down in the deserts and stuff like that. That's what it's like. But uh, you don't take a lot to trigger a respiratory infection. I don't. I was not blessed with good lungs. Yeah. So, so all right. So, 
Um, but you look and oh wait, you just, look great. Let just me, let you know, you th- look great. <laughs> okay, and and I I'm going to throw this out there because just to ward off the messages and the emails, yes, I'm using essential oils. <laughs> I've got breathe <laughs> all over my breathe, you know, which is a DoTerra thing. Okay, and if you're not DoTerra, don't tell me how yours is better, yeah, please. That's please. awesome. But yeah, that was so funny. diffusing it. That was the best thing yeah, you could whatever. have said. Today. I'm using the lozenges, blah 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 blah. Is, is there anything? Yeah. Else? And I'm so, not. Hey, it works. That's why I'm using it. Yeah. It's good. But, but you're, you're hearkening but to it. But my poor little body is. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Um, we have a, a wedding reception tomorrow. We do. We, we did the big wedding out at San Francisco. Yep. And there was only like 18 people there. Yeah. Because it was a very small wedding. But now we're great. having an actual reception. Yeah. Super cool. In our, in our little town, there's like a lot of little towns. You have an old theater. Yeah. You know, the old, old theater, theater that yeah. people used to go to when they grew up. Mm-hmm. Well, ours has been renovated. It's a beautiful little theater. We rented that for the reception. So we're going to have popcorn and soda and, I know. <laughs> and other things. But that it's was cool. It's Art Deco theater. So it's kind of old timey. Looks like old Hollywood. They're going to put their names on the marquee. Did you know that? No. Say congratulations, Hayden and Kathleen. And oh, so really cool. Yeah. And, cool. and then Hayden, you know, our son is this is a videographer. It's what he does for a living. And he's made um, a beautiful little video of the wedding. Oh, fun. So people can go into the theater part and watch that. And yeah, it's going to be fun. Super cool day. I know. So yeah, we have that going on. And uh, we took a week off last week for Labor Day. Thanks, because like everybody takes a week off. We took a week off. Yes. Um, But thank you so much for uh, tuning into us today. Now, is there anything else for Fluff Time, or should we just get into Hawaii? Let's go to Hawaii. All right, we're going to head to Hawaii. We want to thank um, all of our sponsors that sponsor this podcast, from Caroline's Coffee to uh, K-12 Education. Um, thank you so much, listeners, for listening to our uh, commercials and our plugs for them. We want to remind you that your visiting of our sponsorships uh, is what really helps keep us afloat as a podcast. So thanks so much for checking them out. Let's... uh. Head over to the islands. K-12 believes every child is uniquely brilliant. So to prepare them for college and success beyond high school, they deserve an education designed for them. Learn more at k12.com slash listen for more information about enrolling. You know, a child's brilliance comes in many forms. Some are curious. We got one of those. Others are inventive. We've got one of those. And others are analytical. We even have one of those. You know, with eight kids, we have one of everything, probably. So here's the part I love. K-12 is a full-time, tuition-free, online option to traditional public school. Taught by state-certified teachers, schools powered by K-12 provide an individualized education, enhancing your child's ability to succeed. K-12 programs teach to and embrace your child's unique brilliance. Students from K-12-powered schools go on to find colleges and universities, enhancing their ability to succeed. Are you interested in becoming part of the community of families who have succeeded with a tuition-free online K-12 education? K-12 welcomes students for grades K through 12. Visit k12.com slash listen or call 855-628-9529 for more information about enrolling. That's k12.com slash listen or call 855-628-9529.
have with us today Dave and Amy Jordan, uh, who are homeschoolers in Hawaii. And I know most of our listeners are probably thinking, how do you get that gig? I want that gig. So welcome <laughs> to Homeschooling in Real Life, Jordans. Yay. Oh, thank, yes, thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having us. So we didn't just meet this random family in Hawaii, although we've, we have visited them in Hawaii, but yeah. um, our story goes back a little bit farther than that. So before we get into yeah. the story, uh, why don't you tell us exactly where you are? We are on the island of Maui. We live in Wailuku, and um, we're like pretty much right smack dab in the middle of, of Maui. And uh, how big is your family, Amy? Uh, we have nine people, seven kids, seven kids. That's awesome. So if yep. there was a competition, you won, uh, but there is no competition because <laughs> had there been a competition, I'd, I'd have put the white flag up about five kids ago. So just, to... <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I feel bad for the five that came after <laughs> the boys. Um, so, you know, our story does go back. Uh, Dave and I knew each other from way back. Um, yeah. I'm going to go back to the early eighties, maybe Dave. Uh, before high school. Yeah, so I graduated in 86. When did you graduate? I graduated in 88. Yeah, so back before then. I remember, our, yeah. I remember going to surfing with you and your um, little hot rod Mustang when you were a boogie boarder. Yeah, so we uh, we lived over in the Bay Area of, of uh, California, which for people that are trying to figure that out on the map, if you look up Google or Apple, that's where we lived. Um, yep. <laughs> and uh, we, we would drive over the hill, and I think I took you because i'm the one that had the license yeah that so, time <laughs> so our uh our our families went to church together and then um our stories kind of crossed paths here again um when it came to homeschooling and hawaii and surfing and so forth so let me ask you guys uh how did you get um for our listeners maybe you can tell them how did you guys end up in hawaii, uh, maui because that's not where you're from no we ended up here separately i came over for ywam um, right after college, and I was working with a program called Surfers for Missions, and so that's how I got here. And then, and me too. I joined YWAM after high school, and I was out in Oahu for about three years, and then I transferred to Maui to help the base out over here. And then he—that's when you just came, right? And so yeah. then we met here yeah. in YWAM on the on Maui. Yeah. And, so and you're not involved with YWAM now. No. No. No, not anymore. So uh, that got you there, and then you guys just stayed. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. We went a couple of places. We we tried to move back to California once, but it didn't take. Yeah, we lasted a year and a half when we came back. <laughs> so, um, I'm sorry, did you say in there surfers with a mission? Is that what you said? Like I I mean I heard Jesus say pick up your cross and follow me, but you like picked up your board and followed him, right? Exactly. Well, actually, you know, it worked out pretty well because we found out something real interesting is you can go places with a surfboard that you can't go with a Bible because they're not looking for you. Uh, that's yeah. great. <laughs> I know, but so, the whole struggling for Jesus thing, man, I'm really seeing that that's not playing yeah. out. Yeah, <laughs> all, all the all the all the big time Christian people always seem to say that, but it yeah. were, actually those guys were pretty hardcore. Surfers I mean, are either really good or really bad, so it's, you never find them in between. Yeah, and you, uh, yeah, I'm in in part of your morning devotions, I'm sure you're praying for offshore winds, right? <laughs> Sometimes, yeah, that's great. Well, just just a little bit of waves. All right. So, joking aside, um, actually. Uh, Kendra, do you want to get in here with a question? I feel like I'm going to just talk to him the whole time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So tell us how you end up with all these kids. Now, I know you had them one at a time because people always freak out when you have this many kids and you, you say, you know, I didn't birth all seven at one time. Yes, that's true. <laughs> so one at a time. But um, at what point did you guys say, you know what? Homeschooling is going to be a good fit for our family. Let's try that. 
from the beginning, kind of. Well, not ex- we, not exactly. Well, you you were more into it than I was. I had no desire yeah. to homeschool. Um, and, but we wanted to send them, we were agreed, we were in agreement, we didn't want to send them to public school. So we were looking at private school. And there's a really good small Christian school actually, on the island we were looking yeah, at. Yeah, it's actually a really good school. It's a really good school. But the reality is we were in Wyoming at the time. No way we were going to afford that. Um, maybe we could have gotten a scholarship time to thing, but I think the financial aspects of it scared us away. Yeah. So then we started looking at homeschooling. Yeah, full-time volunteers can't pay much. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> So Dave was more, why were you more into it? Because I think you had a good experience with homeschoolers growing yeah. up. My experience was more negative. The, one, the homeschoolers that I knew were the typical, uh, stereotypical, you know, ones we think of when we think of homeschooling. But, uh, yeah, I just started researching it on my own and looking into it and started uh, being interested in it. And we started getting convictions about it. And then I just as we went along, the more and more we decided we were going to do it. Yeah. So. And you've stuck with it pretty much since the beginning? And never yeah, well, all of our kids have been homeschooled, and we plan to homeschool them all throughout high school. Yeah, so not one of them has darkened the darkened the door of a school yeah. building. And it, and it does help that Maui, uh, Hawaii schools aren't really considered the greatest, especially the high schools. So it's not like there's a high school there that's tempting for us to send our kids yeah. to. As sad as yeah. it sounds, it is true. I would say that factors in here too, and and um, it sure helps to stay the course because <laughs> you think yeah. you know the options aren't really that great. So tell me yeah. what grades or what ages your kids are. Uh, okay, so we have a two-year-old, a five-year-old, uh, seven, nine, uh, 13, 14, 15. The 15-year-old is going to be 16 in a couple of weeks. Yeah. So two high schoolers, a junior higher, and two elementary. And then the younger two, they're too young to really do much with. So Now, um, can I ask a question about uh, teaching styles? Are you, Amy, are you primarily the homeschool teacher in your house? Or Dave, do you get involved as well? Um, I guess me. I try to get Dave involved. Um, by many works all day, but we we're pretty relaxed. So, yeah, it's more like I'll, the main thing I do is I take the especially the boys I take them working with me, so they get to learn about chemistry. I clean carpets, so we get to do all kind of fun stuff like that and customer service and all that kind of thing with me when I when I take them. And then when they have a history question, we always get a yeah. Dave's a history that. major, and I'm not a history person, so we just direct all those questions to dad. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> we did have a dad on one time. I did an interview with a dad who um, uh, he ran a dry cleaning business in, I think, St. Louis. Um, and he loved it because homeschooling was, hey, bring, bring the kids to work with dad. And same thing, yeah. learning customer service, learning economics, learning – just yeah. day-to-day conversations. I mean, that is uh, one of the benefits of homeschooling. I've always had a hard time with it because I've always, I'm always hanging over a person, and it's hard for me to school yeah. while kids are at the office. I mean, just I've always we've tried it a few times, but it ends up just being kind of chaos. So, <laughs> yes, well, but probably people don't want your kids sticking their fingers in their mouths either. <laughs> yeah, I did have a story of bringing a daughter one day to an emergency, and she was looking over this patient's mouth, and she's just chair height, and she looks and she said, "Oh, gross." And I was like, oh, it's, "It's not doing much for, uh, for you know, my taking care of people." But um, it was real funny. I had a I had a customer one time. He's a he's an orthodontist, and I brought Sam to to do the job, and he starts yeah. looking at him and sticking his finger in Sam's mouth, and says, "Oh, what's?" <laughs> That's awesome. I couldn't help myself. So, um, homeschooling in Hawaii, is there anything unique that um, our listeners who are, you know, they're probably packing their bags right now, they've got flip flops and <laughs> suits, and they're like, I want to go do this. Um, is there anything well, unique? Know, I think 
one thing kind of unique is, is I think about 50% of the kids that live here are in fact homeschooled. Wow. So it's, it's you, a really high there, percentage. There's a huge community. So there's not a negative yeah. stigma about it. You don't, I've never felt anyone dealt with anyone thinking it was a bad thing or it was like, yeah. Oh, you homeschool. Great. You know, it's, it's, it's a pretty large community here that does that. I don't yeah. know if it's 50%, but it's pretty it's, big. No, I, I was reading it in the newspaper. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And then wow. on top of that, we're, with our church, Eli plays hockey down at the rink, and there's probably three or four families there that are also homeschoolers that we're friends with. And then on top of that, they have a big co-op, which we haven't been involved with, but they all get together every week and do different and there's, there's classes. There's more than one co-op, but that one's a pretty decent one. That's a one. big one, yeah. Yeah, so it's a great homeschooling community here. What do you what do you attribute that to on the islands? Do you think it has something to do with the educational system? Is it sort of what, – what do you think is the – is the draw for homeschoolers in Hawaii? Well, the fact that we have the either the worst or the second worst rating in in the country. I might believe, be. yeah, we're pretty low on the <laughs> on the education scale. But plus two, that the they can't get teachers here because they I think they only pay them like thirty five forty grand a year, and you can't survive here on that. You gotta even if both work, they're still like right at the poverty level for what it costs wow. to live here. So. I'm sure some of it's cultural. I mean, I'm not. Yeah. I mean, I know there's local families at homeschool as well. Um, if you're a white guy, there's a lot of there's still racial tension, so to speak, in the in the schools, and I know that's a deterrent. Yeah. And mm-hmm. like I said, the high schools are really bad. It's. Um, I mean, a lot of people homeschool and then they send their kids to high schools. They probably can't do it, but actually, the high schools are just bad situation with the drugs and all that stuff, and the teachers don't do a lot about it. So, but I mean. Well, that is a unique thing. I'd like to ask just a quick question on that. When you said, if you're a white guy, there is some island pride. Is that, I mean, is that what it is? More like you're a local versus a a mainlander? Well, yeah, like we're, we're Hallies. We've lived here forever. I mean, if we were in California, we'd be considered full locals, but we're not locals here. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. Even the kids that are our kids are born, you got to be three or four generations deep to be Holly and be local. So, do you feel that? I mean, you can sense that uh, not just in the homeschooling community, but we, in the the general. We community? personally don't. We personally don't because it's really not as bad as maybe it comes across. Yeah. It's more because I have friends who have kids in school, so I hear the stories, and so you, you do have a certain amount of local families who are like that, who are who you know, hate the Howley, so to speak. So that filters through the kids. And so there's some bullying and I have friends who grew up here and they would tell stories about what it's like when they were a kid. So we hear more stories. It's not so bad that no Howley kid goes to school and certain schools are worse than others. You know, everyday life, I don't notice it. I mean, Hawaiian people are basically friendly, um, but there's certain areas you avoid and there's just certain, I don't know. How how do you describe that? (laughs) Yeah. It's it's kind of a respect thing too. Yeah. Because like what I've noticed is that you treat guy treat, treat with respect, then you're going to get respect back and it's all cool. But if you go on and and especially like I find it's kind of hard for Californians or East coasters to come over here because they're so driven to get stuff done right now, right now, right now. And if you come in with that attitude, people are just like shut down and that's it. And so, and for me, it's been real easy because I'm more slow paced, kind of easy going, and, kind of guy, and yeah. I get along with everybody, and everybody loves to hang out, and it's cool. So, yeah. <laughs> so it kind of depends on your personality, but I think, you know, that's probably something that the Holly culture has, especially in America, being so driven. Yeah, and that kind of drives the people here off, and I think that's where the that's the crux of the problem, really. That's funny because when I compare this to our conversation with a couple in New York City that homeschool there, it was this, you know, 
driven, fast-paced lifestyle in the yes. city, and here they are trying to build community, but you're in an apartment where, that only holds three people, you know, or four yeah. people to have dinner. I mean, a, a family of yeah. nine trying to have dinner in an apartment <laughs> with another family, there's just no place to sit. Yeah, so, totally. oh, yeah. you know, here's the exact opposite. You have a slower pace uh, society and these fast-driven Californians trying to get in there. Man. Well, well, you know, fit in. Well, that's the... why we didn't make it in California, too. <laughs> we were too local. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we that's we funny. changed too much. We too much wanted Hawaiian culture. And it's just not doesn't exist over there. Yeah, yeah. no, it's pretty, pretty fast-paced here. Um, one of the things that I know are our friends, the Kills, who were in Manhattan homeschooling, um, their four kids, and that you both have said is that there's turnover. And I think in you know a city like New York City, people come in, they have this idea of what it's going to be like, they get this job, and then they don't last very long. And I, and I know that yeah. that's kind of a problem over there. What do you see um, as as the thing that kind of makes people? I think is it a dream? Is it like oh Hawaii is going to be just fantastic, and then they get there and there's reality? Or what do you see the turnover being there? It's hard to make it here if you don't. If you if you're gonna work for somebody else, you you're not gonna make it because you just can't make the money. Because most of the jobs here start at fifteen to twenty bucks an hour, and if you're really good, you might, you know, do well. But you have to be in a service industry. There's not like the tech jobs. There's not the teaching jobs don't pay. Even I don't think doctors make as much as what they what they ought to. Yeah. yeah, it's mostly financial. And then on top of that, you know, the cost of living here is is high. I mean, we live in a house that we could probably buy in California for, you know, well, not in California, but like anywhere else in America for 200,000, maybe or less, maybe a hundred thousand, but it's almost 700,000 value here. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of unique, you know, for us to talk to you being from California. Cause I always think California, when we've, when we've studied the, the homeschooling, the finances of moving to Hawaii is, you know, that's, you know, kind of been a back burner idea for us. Uh, apples to apples from California. It's just expensive. So when we talk to homeschoolers uh, on this show from around the country, it is a unique experience in California because that idea of mom staying home and dad working, yeah, that's like right. super hard in California for people to do. It's yeah. almost impossible here too. Yeah, and thing. Amy, I know you actually do have um, a side business, like a little side hustle. And so, yeah, I was that on purpose? Direct sell companies just to help out a little bit here and there. I can only focus so much because I have the kids home with me. So, yeah, Dave's job pays pretty well. So we're we're yeah. we're not swimming in the dough or anything. We struggle too, but we can keep afloat. But yeah, it's it's hard. It's it's uh pretty much everyone we know lives kind of paycheck by paycheck. You know, yeah. you got your extreme rich people who don't aren't from here, <laughs> and then the rest of us. Yeah, struggling to get by. You know? So let me ask. I, I, this has nothing really to do with Hawaii, but I know you also have family nearby. Yeah, yeah. Dave's parents live here. And how does that play out in your homeschooling at all? Does that play out at all? As far as the education, not really. But as far as you know, helping out with actually, I I do lean on my dad a little bit because he knows how to fix cars. He knows how to mess with electronics. So like Eli's into playing airsoft. And so his gun broke down and it had a whole bunch of tiny electronic parts in it. And that's, I don't really have the patience for it. And, but my dad does. So I sent him over <laughs> there and dad taught him how to fix it. So yeah. And he's helped great. the boys, the boys have helped him fix cars a couple of times too. So it was, you know, a yeah. chance for him to learn a little bit about auto mechanics. So 
Yeah. So all, right. all the boys know how to change brakes and change oil and all kind of stuff like that. So That's awesome. <laughs> now, the uh, $50,000 question for our Hawaiian homeschoolers, uh, is surfing or hula a school subject? <laughs> well, you want to talk to Actually, <laughs> the, the surfing, I've got one kid that will surf sometimes, and all the other ones just aren't interested. Mm-hmm. I think I might have pushed them too hard when they were little and got their faces wet before they were ready or something. <laughs> well, we were just talking about this yesterday. We don't know how we did it. I mean, I'm not a big beach person, but we took the kids to the beach a lot when they were younger, thinking we live in Hawaii, this is what you do, right? But none yeah. of our kids are really beach kids. They don't care to go. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Weird. We need to have a – let's have a family swap for a summer because all my kids would just live on the beach. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we'll just I swap. thought I would have beach kids. I really did, and and they're just and we went, there was a time where we went religiously once a week. Let's we live in Hawaii. Let's go to the beach. Let's enjoy it. It was fun for a few months, but then after a while, they're like, "Mom, we don't want to go to the beach anymore. Do we have to go to the beach today?" But I was like, "Really? Are you, oh are you kidding? Goodness, are you kidding me? <laughs> oh wow! I know it, it's sort of like flex I when know. I mean, I get that I don't like the beach, but I was not, wasn't pushing that on them. But maybe they just picked up. I don't know. We don't mm. know what we did wrong. No, I think okay. some and of it my, is just not knowing one, what oh. you have. You know, well, <laughs> our kids yeah. think Yosemite is so boring. Like, why would you want to go there? <laughs> I have a daughter who wishes we lived near a forest and wants to explore in the woods and she wants big open spaces and she wants to go see old houses. And I mean, yeah, she wants to shoot a deer with a bow and arrow. She wants, she's into archery and yeah, it's, she's not a Hawaii girl. It's really funny. funny. Now, in fact, you're, you do a a competitive sport, uh, but it's not at all what I would ever associate with Hawaii. What is that? It's hockey, roller hockey. (laughs) Most people here don't even realize it exists. We tell people there's a hockey rink there is. I mean, yeah. people who grew up here don't know that it exists. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, great. They, um, they got a hooey together in like 86 or something. I think Wayne Gretzky had something to do with it, and they put up a nice rink there on the beach. Yeah, sometimes I post <laughs> sunset shots from when Eli's playing hockey. So. Oh, man, I love um, that. So all you Canadian listeners out there, you could actually <laughs> go to Hawaii and play hockey on the beach. That's the best. Yeah, and actually they can. If the, the adults can come down and play on Monday nights, they have pickup every Monday at, at about 8 o'clock, 7.38, they play. Wow. You're going to get a lot more uh, Canadians than you ever wanted in Hawaii with that <laughs> yeah. statement. Well, there's a ton here. Our, Eli's coach is a, is a Quebecois. Really? Uh, wow. Canadian, yeah. Boy, there's, that is a huge change of lifestyle. <laughs> well, he's a pro windsurfer, too. So. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so uh, we've talked about surfing, but do you have any hula dancers? Yes, our our church she has a, a keiki halau. Keiki means kids in Hawaiian, and uh, so my old, not my oldest, my nine year old, she loves it. So she dances hula's, and they learned it to worship songs and perform in the church, and sometimes do stuff in the community too. So, and then my five year old just started as well, so they yeah. have that opportunity as well, which is nice. Yeah, the other one would do it. But... We had another girl, the daughter, did it, but I think uh, she likes to dance, but she likes to like fast dance. She needs, she needs to do something more contemporary, so it was too yeah. slow for her. <laughs> But awesome. no, they get to learn it, which is awesome. Wow, that is great. You know, it has been awesome to talk to you guys. Um, we we love talking online, but we, we've had the fun and the pleasure of being uh, to your home in real life and uh, visiting with you guys. I've uh, bobbed out in the waves with, oh, with Kendra, too. Yeah. With, uh, yeah. with Dave. Yeah. So that was... I'm a little beginning surfer, though. I'm yeah. not... That was fun. But <laughs> those are not at Dave's level. I always tell people I love to go to Hawaii, um, but... Because there's people there I actually know uh, that makes it that much more fun. So uh, thanks for giving us a part of your day to be on the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. Um, 
and we love any updates you guys do. I like pictures. I like photos. I like knowing that there's just real families uh, with the same real struggles that we do, just in a different geographical location. So thanks for being on Homeschooling in Real Life. Hey, Great. Thanks, thanks for, for having, having us. us. Aloha. All right. We are back from the island of Hawaii, back on the mainland in our studio here in dusty Central Valley, California. <sighs> I know, not even, even close. No. I mean, if there were scales, this would be so far the other direction. <laughs> Negative. I know. So, uh, <laughs> We really want to thank the uh, Jordans for being on our show. Uh, great longtime friends for me. Uh, back to, like like Dave and I were saying on the interview, back to junior high. And I, I do remember, you know, having the license and the 67 Mustang. And we threw boards in there and we went over to uh, Santa Cruz over the hill and we surfed. And that's still part of my enduring love for the north coast of California. Um, so just then happened to marry the... Lovely Kendra, who also loves the Santa Cruz coast. But if it's not the coast of California, coast of Hawaii is right behind it as things I love. Yeah. So wouldn't it be great to homeschool there? Yes. And isn't God funny that he gave them kids who don't like the beach? I know. <laughs> Seems funny. Now, before we wrap up the show, we have talked about having you head over to iTunes and leave us a review. It's very easy. Look on your listing device. Just click the link or go to our show notes. You can click the link. You can go straight to iTunes. And you can leave us a review. That's great. It helps other people find our shows. But more importantly, it lets us know what you're thinking. And uh, both the good and the bad and everything in between. Well, we got a review this week. We got a a nice notice by Candice. And she says this, I so enjoy the realness and willingness to talk about the hard stuff. I'm not a homeschooling mom yet, but I'm a stay-at-home mom of a three-year-old son with hopes and plans to homeschool in the future. I can relate to a lot of the topics as we go through the daily grind of life and will definitely be replaying many of these podcasts in the next few years. I feel like I have a degree in hope shifting. Uh, And I have to say that my heart and relationship with Jesus has been changed as I binge listen to Fletch and Kendra. Thank you so much for letting us get a glimpse of your world. Well, Candice, thank you for that review. Thanks for writing in. And um, Fletch, I have a doctorate in hope shifting. So, (laughs) (laughs) Candice, you are not alone, girl. (laughs) go to Hope Shifting University. Um, I am so glad that that's the takeaway. You know, I think a lot of people come to a homeschooling podcast and we get a lot of criticism from listeners that write, and you can feel free. If you're a listener right now and you want to go to iTunes and write this, go for it. It kind of goes in one ear and out the other for me, but it's, it's the, well, they didn't tell us anything about how to homeschool. You know what? Go online. You can find <laughs> way too many places that tell you how to how homeschool, to homeschool. Yeah. that tell you how to like there are people doing that really well yeah. online and you yeah, can get a lot of good sample homeschool and, budgets you yep. know this person's like well i didn't learn anything about homeschooling finances you know what i think that candace picks up on what we're doing here the real life part she's not even a homeschooler and she says you know this home this podcast relates to me i think that all the time yeah i forget that we're talking to homeschoolers sometimes right because i really want to say stop shifting your hope onto other things other than jesus yeah you know, and for those of you that aren't even Christians that listen to this, you know what? If you come away from this podcast uh, with an understanding of the gospel that you didn't have when you started listening, well, yippee dippy do. 
Yeah. That's what makes me happy. You know what it reminds me of is I was in conversation with a young woman uh, this week who was an MK, missionary kid, grew Mm up uh, on the mission field. And she said, my husband and I have a, a, a renewed vision for the gospel and taking that back to missionary families and missionary kids. Because ironically, while you're trying to spread the gospel, you forget the gospel. Yeah. Gospel amnesia. It's all of us. We've talked about that. You yeah. just fall into gospel amnesia where you focus on theology or you focus on, you know, the the how-tos and you forget the who's you are. Okay? That's right. So head on over to iTunes, folks. Leave us a review. Thank you again, Candace, for that. That was fantastic. You made my day. Um, another way you can support us is heading on over to Patreon. That's patreon.com slash homeschooling IRL. You can also support our sponsors. But here's it. I want to give you a one place to go for everything. Head to homeschoolingirl.com. Everything I just told you, you can click or link to. You're smart people. You're homeschoolers. You know how to do this. The point is, we could use your support in word, in prayer, or in financial support. Please partner with us, and let's just continue to reach out to homeschoolers and encourage them in the gospel. Um, If you want to reach us individually, you can get to me. I'm at the Mango Times. That's on Facebook. That's on Instagram. That's on Twitter. Um, I accept most people. If I don't know who you are, I'll probably try and figure out who you are because I have a lot of random people that are just sending friend requests that I don't know. But if you're a homeschooler, let me know that. Kendra, if they want to reach you. If you want to find me on Twitter, I'm at Kendra E. Fletcher. Same on Instagram, Kendra E. Fletcher. And then Pinterest is Pinterest.com slash Kenj, K-E-N-J. There's a lot of good stuff on those Pinterest boards that I have up, um, particularly for homeschooling in real life. That's awesome. Now, um, I, I have mentioned this before, but if you guys want just a treat, if, you, if you've had enough of really lousy news or really lousy news feeds, you can follow either of our studio dogs. That's Rasta or Betty. They put up a lot of funny stuff. A lot of times you just get to see my feet, Kendra, and you get anecdotes <laughs> of dogs. life. Yes, yes. Right. Those are fun for listeners. Hey, thanks for listening. We will talk to you next week. You've been listening to the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. Everything on this podcast was written and produced by Andy and Kendra Fletcher. For more information, or if you'd like to contact your hosts, please visit them on homeschoolingirl.com. dot